Four presents Showdown at Cremation Creek, Part One. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. Welcome to the end. Or the beginning of it, anyway. The beginning of the end of the end of one of the beginnings, the second beginning. You want to make it more confusing? I don't not want to undo it. Uh, uh, Oh, yeah, where we've reached the end of season two. And this is this is a good time. I like it when the boys have an opportunity in these multi-part episodes to kind of let things sprawl a little bit. Let their, we get uh, so much boys. Yeah, I just could just kind of just kind of let things uh, let things kind of hang out. We're only talking about the first part of the showdown at Cremation Creek because this is how they were uh, this is how they were presented. Um, but uh, these two together make a really good a really good climax. Yeah, it's a it's it's one of the better season finales I think they've done. Yeah, um, even though I don't think they agree with that. Yeah, um, I like the the scope and scale of this quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I was um, I was surprised to see them talk yeah. about like oh we don't we don't feel like we laid enough track for for Monarch and Doctor Girlfriend to get back together. It's really to me I think it's not that they didn't lay enough track it just spaced weird. Yeah. You know, because we we have uh, parts of the monarch, you know, dealing with with his feelings, and we mm-hmm. have uh, Doctor Girlfriend being dissatisfied with Phantom Limb. Yeah, they're just kind of bunched up. Yeah, and then we have you state know? dinner and stuff like that. Like whole episodes where that entire plot is dropped. Right. We just take a break. Yeah, um, and it, it's it's going to become the Venture Brothers trick where it's like it's just spinning a lot of plates. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I think that maybe I wonder if they if they looked back on this. Um, you know, a little bit later would be a little bit easier on themselves. Yeah, maybe. Uh, with that, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. As is though, this is you know, uh, big, big, important uh, set of episodes, and just uh, on rewatch, full of miraculous little details. <laughs> um, that I absolutely adore. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, written by both the boys, Doc Hammer and Jackson Public, aired originally October eighth, two thousand six. And this is a wedding episode. It is, as a finale ought to be. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, these dates, you know, I put them in because it's nice to have a little ritual at the beginning of every episode. I'm, like, placing Venture Brothers kind of in my own personal life. Like, okay, like, I associate it mostly, like, with high school. However, no, Mm -hmm. this episode came out, like, within my first couple weeks at college. (laughs) <laughs> which is mm-hmm. weird i was an adult when this was airing that's that's more of a personal problem than any any actual like salient comment on the you, show you need me to do anything about it no no there's no <laughs> action associated no action items associated here <laughs> yeah uh, listener if you can think of anything to do about the yeah. fact that cole was an adult when this came out yeah do it <laughs> tons of stuff tons of tons of areas of focus that are all uh things that we love so um, lots of guild uh-huh. uh, kind of things here, um, including the introdu- the canonical introduction of David Bowie as the Sovereign, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, obviously uh, I am a huge David Bowie fan. I have been since uh, high school. Yeah. Um, you know, one, one of the uh, artists who I've basically memorized mm-hmm. and this, you know, in just feeling the show was directly for me mm-hmm. moments. Like yeah. Bowie just showed up and I lost my shit. <laughs> um, then they tried to get Bowie for the role. Uh, they talked to his people. 
Yes. Um, but they do not know if uh, those people got to Bowie or not. Right. They. Uh, I love the way that they put it in the in the art book, which is like what we did. As far as I know, he didn't say no. Yeah. <laughs> we do, we <laughs> just might have re- done it and just not told us. <laughs> we reached the point. We reached the point where we had to shit or get off the pot. Um, and they had uh, they had James Urbaniak uh, do the role of uh, of David Bowie here, who is rolling around. He's got a crew. He's got henchmen. Uh, he's, yeah, he's got the, Bowie's henches are so that's so goddamn good. And I'm gonna camp out on it. Like, like, there's a reason why we're not doing this with the part two because it'd be like a three hour episode of Orb. It would because I've got a lot of educating to do about Klaus Nomi. Okay, to you, to you and the audience. Yeah. So. Well, so we'll talk about who like who who his henches are uh when uh when when we get there but yes astute did... listeners might have just got a hint <laughs> Klaus no um as to which one of them are yeah yeah uh, also weird off model sergeant hatred yeah didn't quite nail the vocal funny performance yeah i think no yeah but he, he's uh the the scene with him is a is a standout <laughs> uh in this is like pretty funny mm-hmm um and then we also man the the henchman with the boys <laughs> everything with with 24 and hank and 21 and, or 21 and hank and, mm-hmm. and 24 and dean is just incredible yeah i like uh, so my all-time favorite shit <laughs> I, I love i love dean because like he's he's here in this cocoon and all that he's really interested in, he just wants to like like check the materials more than anything. Yeah, Dean is like I would be in this place. He wants the source book. He wants uh-huh. like he's the guy who doesn't watch Star Trek, but he buys the book that like has all the stats on the Enterprise. Yeah, or the different versions you know? of the Enterprise. Like how do they uh, yeah. how how do they upgrade it over the years? You know, um, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because like with a different character and with a different performance, you could see this as like espionage. Like, I as what kind of oh, metal yeah. is this made of? No, this is just Dean being a real weirdo. <laughs> being a, a classic Dean. <laughs> uh, the uh, and, and Dean is also on the commentary, but as mm-hmm. per usual, mm-hmm. uh, the commentary does not provide very much in the way of insight. What's funny is it actually did provide some insight. There were a couple of points where Doc Hammer was describing, like, the Adobe workflow that he used to, like, replace backgrounds and stuff. So yeah, like when they get yeah. the animation, like they, they can do separations from like foreground to background elements and stuff. And like, oh yeah, this is the, 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 you know, when the order of the triad was originally fighting toward, it was in the shitty little closet. So I wanted to put it into a different thing. So I did all this and then he stops himself. Cause he's like, who the fuck cares? And I'm like me, I'm raising my hand. Me, I care. <laughs> Dean does. He, he's a, uh, well, the, uh, Mike Center Nick and Kloss is is kind of eggs him into that and then mm-hmm. immediately kind of backs off. Like yeah. eggs him into talking about that almost as like a joke. Yeah, yeah. Like their their relationship with the the voice actor for Dean is very like interesting <laughs> yeah. in terms of ball busting and such. Um they oh yeah, but you're right. It, it verges on insight at certain points. And during the second part of it, there's more because they just talk about how upset they are about the cliffhanger thing. Right, right. And that colors the book a lot too, which I also like I agree is also kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm with them as this being a you know a narrative faux pas. Yeah. Um, the episode almost didn't make it to air because the plane carrying the tapes was struck by lightning. <laughs> so <laughs> that is really funny to me that it was literally shipped across the country as opposed to uh, as opposed to being delivered as a high resolution file or something like that. Two thousand six yeah. was different times. 
like I mean, even even 2009 when i worked on that soap opera um every day when um uh, an episode was going to go to air a uh, a bike courier came to the uh, to the studio in south brooklyn and mm-hmm. literally biked a beta max tape of the of that day's yes. episode up to the headquarters in uh in midtown manhattan uh over on broadway so it was like you know every single day biked from brooklyn up to manhattan um and this was in 2009 so television at least at that point was extremely outmoded even for that for that period yeah it's 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 pretty you know it's a a tired observation Mm -hmm. like i'm I'm criticizing myself with that not you Mm -hmm. uh but just how quickly things are changing yeah yeah you know um quite a bit like i was thinking the other day uh i saw uh some burn cds that i had and i was remembering um like cdr parties oh yeah people would have you know you come over to somebody's house pop in the cdr you brought and then like <laughs> download a data disc full of mp3s yeah and that constituted a party <laughs> that was a party <laughs> and it like, was a party to me yeah in in middle school people finding out that i had a that, that i had a cd burner so then all of a sudden people were giving me lists like people mm-hmm. who never talked to me were giving me like a list of lists of songs they wanted and then like five bucks saying pretty please can you can you pretty please yeah. it's like cool uh, a side hustle kinda yeah i didn't ask for it though people just heard i had a cd burner <laughs> yeah no, it's you were. It's like when you find out somebody in your neighborhood has a truck and you have them help you move. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's a poor. That poor person already owns a truck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also think if you're buying a truck, you know what you're getting into. Ah, uh, maybe. Like one hundred percent. Like, why else do you own a truck? Like to move yourself. <laughs> yeah. But that's selfish. Yeah. Uh, you know? yeah. No, and that's and that's why if I ever got a truck, it would be constantly full of rebar. Um, yeah, <laughs> we or rebar, or you just cement in the back. And just close it off like a Montiato in the back of the truck and forget it. Oh man, uh, the there was a there's a fun uh, a, a fun line in the art book as they talked about Truculies, kind of talking about him being oh it's a fun name but you know we never were really happy with the design and Doc Hammer goes on like and ex- he has wheels on his feet for yeah, some reason which is perfect Idiots. yeah yeah <laughs> don't so let the good. perfect be the enemy of the good because yeah. here's the thing he's already perfect but Doc Hammer yeah. goes on an extended riff talking about oh you just open the door and his organs are hanging there he says yeah. inside of Trucules is a living nightmare which is really good it just his skin is a truck. Uh-huh. He's not a truck surrounding skin. The skin is the truck. It's like how the shell is the turtle. Um, <laughs> I, I was talking to my bandmates. Uh, we did a socially distanced yard hang, and we were talking about the coming out of their shells tour. Okay. Uh, recently, and it's just like what a horrible thing to happen to a turtle. <laughs> like they, they are their shells. Like you're yeah. kind of, like just imagining the the four turtles crawling out on stage, like very sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, i mean a turtle coming like coming out of his shell is like a human coming out of his spine <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's not could they coming out of their spine to her just yeah. it's different yeah c- 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 um, coming out of it uh, breaking out of his cage hey i'm sorry those are my yeah. ribs actually yeah, yeah like i need those they're not an impediment to me i, I know that sometimes i keep nunchucks in them but jesus <laughs> i i like how you said i was talking about the turtles coming out of their shell tour recently uh you've been yeah. talking about that for 11 for the 11 <laughs> yeah, years like i've decade, known yeah. you dude 
Yeah, you had a whole whole episode of your old show talking about the gum. There'll be more too. It's not like there's not turtle futures. Like (laughs) the Ninja Turtles are fucking fascinating, man. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. Yeah, Hero Turtles in Britain. Oh yeah. Um, let's uh let's get into it. Mm Mm-hmm. Here. Sorry, Um, a mouthful of coffee. Uh, we no, open okay. <laughs> we open up uh, with the monarch delicately bringing an orange and some carob covered uh, pretzels to Doctor Girlfriend. Uh, mm-hmm. They're at a crappy motel, and these were the only snacks they had. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, my, the, for some weird reason, the second show we've recorded uh, in a row that reminded me of breakfast I ate from hotel vending machines Ooh. as a kid. Yeah. Um, the uh, I don't know why that's a running theme this week. <laughs> uh, you know, he, uh, you know, she, she wants more sex and he, uh, jumps on her. He notices that her breasts are way bigger and, uh, you know, asks if she's riding her menstrual cycle and then says, maybe she, he ruined, you know, maybe he ruins the moment because he says maybe, uh, phantom limb stuck a secret in her oven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not the, not the best thing to say. You're pretty close to sealing the deal, dude. Well, he, he's been sealing the deal on the repeat. Yeah. Like, the yeah. deal has been repeatedly sealed. It's just, uh, phantom limb is, is, uh, kind of possessive clingy piece of shit yeah true trust issues yeah you know or you it's mean the, the monarch for good boyfriends but you mean the monarch is a possessive or, clingy shit i mean both I of them are you said phantom limb is a possessive clingy oh. shit yeah they're, they're both <laughs> clingy shits yeah yeah fighting over dr girlfriend um who is tired of the arrangement she you know hates sneaking out on phantom limb uh, you know, she wants to be with the monarch, but he just feels that this is just untenable and he can't offer her more. And as she starts crying out of desperation, the monarch proposes marriage. Yeah, I, I love this. <laughs> Marry me. You know, are you serious? <laughs> Deadly serious. Uh, she, you know, she says that she's been sneaking out on Phantom Limb and the excuse that she keeps getting jumped by flying squid. Uh, with the welts on her neck is starting to wear thin, uh, which I yeah. love. Um, she accepts, but she's been prepared for this. Yeah. Uh, she pulls out a list of demands. Um, you know, no more, I need space crap. Uh, she needs to be a monarch's equal. He'll get her a crown or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he has to give up his, uh, his grudge against, uh, Dr. Venture. Yeah. Um, you know, wherever she was hiding that presumably moist list, <laughs> which is, shows a real, uh, immature understanding of vaginas. Yes. Uh, <laughs> as per like whatever anybody's smuggling stuff in their vagina in mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, in a cartoon. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, I know. But it's probably not a real, like, basement flutter. Yeah. <laughs> to have a cool list down it's, there. It's pr- probably pretty <laughs> you know, uncomfortable, like, actually. Yeah. 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 You're not just like, oh, man, this gets me so hot. <laughs> I have a list in there. <laughs> Ooh, 20-pound gauge paper. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Avocados if in season. <laughs> um, and the monarch reluctantly agrees to the final term. He's initially outraged because, you know, uh, uh, arching Dr. Venture is his raison d'etre, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's going to be their kind of arc. Yes, in married life for a while. Yeah, um, we cut over to the cocoon, and it's an absolute wreck. It looks like uh, there's kind of a, a fake here because it looks like the henchmen have all been beat up. Yes, at first, but it turns out they're waking up uh, hungover, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they're talking about how they want to be mercifully killed until Brock comes from this. You know, says from the cell, "I got an idea, fatty. Let mm-hmm. me out, and I'll kill you." Yeah, um, and that's our our smash cut. Yes. Yeah, we're going to find out what happened later, but uh, mm-hmm. they are in jail. The Ventures are in jail. Yes. 
Um, in the background of this scene, there's a blow up doll. Whenever there's a bat, like in a, in a certain kind of media, mm-hmm. especially from a particular era, um, whenever there's a bachelor party or like you know boys being boys. They're, fucked they're, a pool toy. Yeah. So <laughs> the lucky birthday boy, the bachelor boy, gets to have some alone time. Yeah. With a sharp edged pool toy. Don't drown. Take Deborah with you. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the way those things work too is that the uh, they're like first of all they're they're terrifying. You know they they're all lovely, Linda. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Okay. But, the but they're also. Yeah. Uh, Really uncomfortable because they have uh, seams, balloon seams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they had to be fused yeah. at the side somewhere. Yeah, and when I say uncomfortable, I'm not saying like when you fuck them, it sucks. I'm saying that like I've just touched one and been like, oh, it's just sharp, yeah, <laughs> like weird. Uh huh. You know, been at a bachelor party where somebody threw one at me and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, man, you can take out my eye. Yeah, no, it's like sex toy, it's like throwing you know, it, it's all corners. Come on, yeah. Yeah. It's like having sex with a, a Cubist drawing. <laughs> the, um, you, just, you don't you don't stick your dick in Picasso, man. Yeah, no, that's just, what they say. Uh, the the second worst thing to happen in Guernica. Yeah, <laughs> is, is that too soon? We're coming no, up on no, a century. Late. Okay. Um, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> so uh, the monarch, uh, uh, you know, he's out with Phantom Limb. Basically, just talking man to man, like, "Hey, thumbs well, up, breaks." Yeah, yeah, he's 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 there to get her shit, right? Uh, and Phantom yeah. Limb, ultra menacingly, is uh, shooting pheasant. He's got a shotgun with him. Um, well, and oh yeah, it's also worth noting we're getting our like fancy credits over this. Yes, yeah, like this this has prestige TV credits, <laughs> which I really love. Yeah, um, Phantom Limb seems really blasé. Uh, about the upcoming mm-hmm. marriage, you know, doesn't seem to be bothered by it. Like, you know, he just, he is pretending to, uh, to not care, you know, to understand. Yes. You know, you know, a woman like that, you know, you have to let her do what she wants, but, uh, Myers like just, Hey, can you please stop shooting stuff? Just give me your shit. Uh, and phantom limb, uh, interrupts says, Hey, sorry, I need to take care of something. And then he shoots Mr. Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this is, I love the tone of this because it's funny, but it also is Phantom Limb's, you know, idea of being threatening, mm-hmm. you know, and you end up with kind of like an interesting, one of the things that Venture Brothers does a lot is have uh, one character in a scene who kind of has a real world perspective and another, another character who's playing the game, mm-hmm. you know, and so often the monarch is playing the game, mm-hmm. uh, but in this one, he's not. Yeah. You know, when he's like, he's just like, what, you know, he's, it's, Did takes you a little bit, these dudes a little slow in the uptake. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like I, I hate these dinks as much as you do, you know, but like you're hunting human game mm-hmm. uh, to impress me. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, shooting all the, the whole gang and that tragically putting an end to Mr. Monday, Dr. Septipus and White Noise. <laughs> yep. We'll never see again. Yeah. And even uh, he you even know? ice's tiny attorney. <laughs> yeah. Who he hired. He's like, oh, you know, break them out of prison. Mm-hmm. I got them the finest attorney available, attorney available, closing off a plot thread that like mm-hmm. I'd forgotten about. Um, from the last season finale. Oh yeah, um, or from the trial of the monarch. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- this is obviously the most dangerous game, right? Well, for right. people who don't know what this is referencing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know, uh, Phantom Limb says revenge like gazpacho soup is best served cold, precise, and merciless. 
Yeah, you can never have enough precision in your soup. Just, just totally, that. just, just trying to, like, big time. Uh, you know, the monarch. It's, uh, it's lame. Like all of, uh, like all of Phantom Limb stuff is lame. Indeed, only yeah, Phantom he, Limb can make shooting somebody lame. <laughs> he's an uh, incredible, incredible assessment. Uh, he, he, he gives up the the box of stuff. Yes. Um, we cut over to the order of the triad because this is the finale. It has to have kind of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I realized during this is how great would it be to be friends with the alchemist? That'd be awesome. Like he, like he's, he's so fun. Oh yeah. He, he's really interested in taking care of people around him, you know? Yeah. yeah and he's, he's really considerate. Guy, he's like, real quick. Like I would I'd crack up constantly with that dude. Yeah. Um, I love him during this. I love his like polite, like, give us the eye of you know, the divine. <laughs> you please. should give us the eye. Oh, yeah, you should. <laughs> you should. <laughs> uh, like just hanging out with this crew is so incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the idea of it. Uh, they, to get the orb of truth, the, uh, which is an eyeball, they uh, form the thaumaturgical, the thaumaturgic man mound, <laughs> which is a, uh, man mound. a triangle. Yeah. It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's like a, they, they form like a shitty human pyramid, right? Yeah. Uh, and they do do the, they make the laser blast that defeats Torrid, but like all of them are hurt afterwards because being in a human pyramid sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like we only uh, practice this once a month. How do you expect us to be good at it? Yeah. Dr. Orf, that's starting the, the conflict here with Dr. Orpheus and uh, the alchemist takes the, the window out by taking the eyeball and putting it up to his face and saying, Hey, look guys, I'm in the residence. Uh, which is a band a friend of mine repeatedly tried to get me into. It's a probably every single time they had an album. What eighties new wave kind of kind of thing? No, um, like a, to I I don't I'm not you know apologies to any residents fans in the audience I'm not a big fan they're way more uh, like experimental mm. or more goofy artists. Gotcha. Uh, than that, uh, like so it's like here's our album that was done entirely on toy instruments. Mm. Here's our our album with this gimmick. You know, yuck, and uh, yeah, I, I I never never cared for it. Yeah, um, but they did uh, have giant eyeballs on their head. Yeah, well, that's cool. That's so. a good that's a good aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I like that. Good image. Yeah. Um, we go back to the kidnapping where the monarch uh, realizes what's happened. It's been a month, yep. you know, uh, since this happened, and he's he's furious at twenty one twenty four for kidnapping Brock and the Ventures. Um, you know, he made a sacred pinky swear with Doctor Fiance. Doctor uh, Fiance, a short-lived, <laughs> a short-lived title. Non-diploma. Yeah, uh, and the mark like raises a good raises a good point. Like, it's not that I'm not impressed. How could you like? Why couldn't you have done this at any point in the past ten years? Um, yeah. And twenty one narrates what's happening. The, the the henchmen were out carousing, and they walked through the tenderloin, and they needed to go go in uh, to a tattoo parlor for some sweet ink. Yeah, he <laughs> just had to get me some ink. <laughs> yeah. He's been carrying the designer on his wallet, which is for a butterfly tramp stamp. Yep. <laughs> uh, I didn't so happy about that. Yeah. Um, and then it was Brock in there getting uh, an Icarus tattoo, getting a, a Led Zeppelin <clears throat> tattoo. Yeah. So they managed to get the jump on him. There are tons of casualties, but of they course. managed to get him. Yeah. Um, including one of the, the henchmen who gets tattooed on his face, uh, who shows up later. <laughs> it's like. so good. Um, also very good is just in the middle of telling this, uh, uh, 21 says, stand by, and then just issues worth a torrent of vomit. Yep. Um, uh, with texture. It's not like the, the ayahuasca vomit from last episode. Yeah, which is just white. It was like Mortal Kombat sweat coming out of their guts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and forth. now now it's now it's got now it looks like a little bit like um, Play-Doh or something. Well, uh, the uh, 
so uh, they're like, okay, well, that means Rusty's defenseless because uh-huh. we took care of Brock, you know? So they, they went and got Rusty and the boys. Um, Dr. Fiance walks in and is furious and the monarch uh, sitcom covers for it. Yeah, yeah, saying you know, no. Saying, I wanted to show how much I was committed to my promise. I've made Rusty my best man. <laughs> yeah, and they're in a cell because Hank wanted to see the inside of a jail cell. <laughs> um, you know, and and he covers over. He smooths over. Yeah, uh, at this yeah. point, and then the, you know the, he looks over. I love uh, you know he kisses uh, Doctor Fiance, and Rusty realizes that. Uh, you know, Dr. Fiance is Charlene from the Midlife Chrysalis episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like uh, the look that the monarch gives them, like the play along. <laughs> Come on, eh? <laughs> Please do this uh, for me. It's very good. Can you do me a solid? Even though, even though Rusty at one point uh, raises a good point. Uh, I can't think of a day you haven't ruined, which is yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, elsewhere, back at Limbs. Uh, the sovereign is issuing his dictate uh, to Phantom Limb, saying, "Hey, uh, you know we can sanction no vengeance on the monarch at the wedding <laughs> because you got dumped, which is <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> Maybe start a journal or go jogging with friends. Yeah, Still your feelings under the tear stage, tear stained pages of dear diary. Yeah, not uh, not bad advice, but also not the advice that somebody who's a you know, a criminally insane supervillain would actually listen to. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you wouldn't expect the sovereign to be giving it. You know, no, no. Uh, no. He's like, I gotta so go. Funny. I gotta get to a wedding. Uh, <laughs> oh, <just>, sorry. <laughs> really good. Um, and a door opens, revealing uh, that uh, uh, Phantom Limb has uh, trained an army. He's got helicopters and stuff back there. He's got a full, uh, mm-hmm. a full force ready to go. Um, and then he kind of fades to the background until the climax here. Uh, then we get like what is my you know favorite part of the episode, which is everybody pairing off mm-hmm. here. Um, Hank mixing up with twenty one, which is such a perfect you know pairing. Oh yeah, like these guys you know like each other. Like Hank starts like busting his balls. Mm-hmm. You know, like how could you be a henchman? <laughs> you wear a costume. You know, you have the skinny guy yelling at you, and he's like, "Are you talking about me or you?" Yeah, he's like, "I'm not. I'm not wearing a costume." <laughs> Are you drunk? Yeah, like, your dad shops with a blue, time machine. You're wearing a blue kerchief. <laughs> um, you know, which, again, good point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, R- Rusty sneaks away. He chases after a Moppet uh, who is running through the hallways with a veil, figuring that mm-hmm. uh, the veil is heading toward uh, toward Charlene, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dean, the ever-enthusiastic young scamp, is paired off with 24, who was just sick of his shit. <laughs> D- Dean in 24 is so good. Yep. Like, you know, he, he's, you know, is this a, a chromium based metal or mm-hmm. a, uh, you know, a, a carbon based metal? And 24 is like, oh, I don't know what they're made of, but they're wicked easy to stain. <laughs> and then one of my favorite episodes in, or lines in the episode is mm-hmm. Dean goes, hmm, well, then we can rule out chromium based metals. They clean easily with a, with a <laughs> damp cloth. And 24 goes, okay, I'll rule that out. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that so much. Oh, man. Um, um, yeah. and then kind of a bummer Brock is giving the monarch a hard time about being a closet case doing, well, uh, yeah. it's his whole thing with, with yeah. Doc, he's the last person on the show's cast who hasn't it, gotten on board with Dr. Girlfriend just being a lady. Right. Right. And monarch turns it back on him, um, saying like, Oh yeah, no, you're walking around. You got this tattoo of a naked guy and he is dismissive of how cool the Led Zeppelin tattoo is. The monarch is really, you know, confident 
uh, you know, she's the the hottest piece of ass and super villainy in the face of Brock basically being the last person on board to realize that Dr. Girlfriend is a lady, yes. you know, calling her man, which, uh, just talking that she's a transsexual. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. great, but oh, well, um, 20, yeah. 21 takes Hank to his bedroom to, uh, grab a uniform. Uh, cause you know, mm-hmm. we need, you, you need to dress to dress for the wedding. Right. Uh, and Hank ridicules him for having so many toys, though they immediately start playing. <laughs> this is so cute. Uh, the toys are amazing as well. Um, yeah. I love the part with, uh, 21 feeding him the lines. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, what is, that? what is that? He's like, that's a maquette. And he's like, how could you even, you can't play with a maquette. Mm-hmm. And then Hank immediately goes back on his own premise. and like, well, what if it's an all knowing head who gives orders to quisp? <laughs> Quisp, you know, yeah. to kill the micronaut. <laughs> so uh, the uh, there's some controversy since Quisp is never shown, whether mm. it's the serial mascot or the uh, Aquaman mm. buddy. Um, I would probably guess Aquaman buddy, given how much Doc and uh, Jackson love Aquaman. Yes. Yeah. If it was a, ser- a serial mascot, that doesn't make sense with literally anything else that's in that closet as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the maquette here is Hugo. The man of a million disguises, which we've stumbled upon on an abject suffering before. Have we? Okay. Do you remember that? Um, yeah. Vaguely. Vaguely, I do. It's like a featureless head that you can kind of uh, potato head bunches of stuff onto. And then also wear them yourself is the gotcha. idea behind it, okay. which, is, which is what happens here. But you would get this doll with all these disguises and you'd disguise them as these different uh, mm-hmm. different things. And uh, Hank pulls it pulls it off of the uh, the Hugo doll. Yeah, pulls a and, goatee. Uh, puts it yeah. on himself. <laughs> yeah, which twenty one immediately gets uh, gets enthusiastic about saying, "Oh, you should totally grow one of those." Uh, you're like, like a mirror, mirror version of Hank, yeah. evil Hank. <laughs> but this is this is Hank uh, discovering the alter ego of Russian Gayovich. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. So good. Yep. Um, the uh, the rusty venture alarm clock that twenty one has goes off to tell them to get ready for the wedding, so they have to go. Um, you know, Dean, uh, who had previous previously asking for a tour of the engine room, like, I know what I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. Like, again, just playing around 24, uh, sends him away and says, don't touch anything in the engine room. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, leading to a surprisingly large B plot in the next episode. Yep. Uh, so Rusty, uh, having chased the Moppet, he go, he walks in on Dr. Fiance getting ready for the wedding and, uh, chases the, uh, the Moppets out. And he's being real uh, coquettish, laying on the old Rusty Venture tar of saying, I brought you something blue. Me. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very cute. And just also absolutely clueless. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, you know, you know, it worked. We worked. Two plus two equals forever. Um, basically trying to convince her that, uh, you know, she, she actually loves him because she was the sexiest pile of girl parts to ever climb Mount Rusty. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, keep in mind, they did not have sex. She just injected him with a, <laughs> a serum. Yep. He's doing a lot of rounding up, let's say. Yeah. Uh, and she tries to pop his bubble saying like, no, I was, I was playing that part under orders. And then she, she lays out what the entire or what the, uh, intended end game was for the, uh, uh, transformation in, uh, in midlife chrysalis, which was to turn him into a, uh, a big butterfly and tie him to a bug zapper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very nice little bit of, a of callback. Yeah. 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 To, to a season one highlight. Yeah. Um, Rusty won't, you know, none of these people are taken 
taking a proper no for an answer when it mm-hmm. comes to Doctor Girlfriend, because uh, he's he keeps pushing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he says, you know, you, you have to make a choice between you know him and him and me. I won't share you. Just <laughs> um, <laughs> immediately laying down conditions. Yeah, yeah. Um, we cut back over to the triad where Al came over in his uh, Hawaiian shirt with his fancy beer and a bag of chips that promises to be extreme. <laughs> I love Dr. Orpheus's response to that. How is that possible? I don't know. They have lightning bolts on the bag or something. Like, it's <laughs> God, I love, I love the Alchemist. Alchemist is so um, good. <laughs> or just uh, they, they cut a line and they saw because because Orpheus is like, I thought you were supposed to come over in disguise. And like, oh, yeah, I came as a paunchy gay guy who likes Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, yeah. really, yeah. really good. <laughs> I was going to go on to say, okay, so it's a bad disguise because that's exactly <laughs> what he is. The uh, Jefferson and Twilight is putting together their conjuring, which is a yoga mat and a birthday candle. And Al says we should take the edge off. Uh, mm-hmm. Jefferson Twilight begins to interrupt him to say he doesn't drink. He goes, I know. But that's why I got a five pack of nickel nips. Yeah. Um, which, if people don't know what these are, did you, have you ever had one of these? Oh, I love these were things. Were these around when you were? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, of course you do. The, um, <laughs> because I love old bad red- candy. Come on, dude. They're, 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 they are barely candy. Like, these are the weirdest things like these were old when my mom was a kid so she would try to give me like she's like hey you want some nickel nips uh-huh. and i get them they're uh soft wax bottles filled with like, uh, like a tea- it's like a teaspoon of sugar water yeah and you just chew them you, you bite you- off the top you drink the mm-hmm. sugar water and then you're supposed to like chew on the wax fucking no you throw the wax away that's not the intended okay. nickel nip experience, my friend. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not trying to police how you do. I'm not gatekeeping nickel nips in 2021. <laughs> I'm just saying that I think the intended sales case was you chew on the wax. Yeah. Like no, a kind of flavorless I, gum. No, I, I never, I never did that. So. A very depression era, like, <laughs> feeling thing. Just... Um, I, I love him tempting uh, Jefferson to it. Like, what's that? You're waxy good. <laughs> uh, and Jefferson Twilight is is shaking and sweating. You know, it's it's like he's offering you know a junkie a hit because uh, yeah. and I, I I do not understand this portrayal of diabetes, but Jefferson Twilight is diabetic and he loves sweet juice. So mm-hmm. he likes his sweet treats. Yeah, <laughs> baklava. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, this is supposed to be a play on, on blade, uh, being half vampire. So he has to have blood and he goes a little bit crazy when there's blood around. Right. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, I, I even don't, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen the blades. I've never really read blade comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what it was. I, even if this is a non sequitur, I like it because nickel nips are so fucking weird. It's a good poll. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, weird as fucking candy. Um, <laughs> The uh, it cuts to later that they've taken the edge off. Mm-hmm. Al's already a little Busby Busby Berkeley. They're playing Truth or Dare. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's talking about a sexual encounter where he got stood up. You know, got a raging case of crotch crickets, and he's still <laughs> waiting for that old chestnut to come home. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're 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 playing Truth or Dare, and like it ultimately comes down to like, did you did you seriously expect this to work out? getting a bunch of middle-aged men together to be magical superheroes like yeah and it's it's kind of sad yeah you know dr orpheus is like yeah i did and al is trying to explain like i would like to actually do good in the world i don't want to do the game right you know he's doing it in his alchemist like way but mm-hmm. that's his ultimate point here yeah you know um the uh we go back to the seating arrangement i love whenever uh brock just takes on a job yep you know <laughs> he's uh, sure now but, uh, 
<laughs> right right beforehand dean goes into the engine room they yeah. do the uh you know i'm not actually in your mind i'm on the pa don't go in the engine room mm-hmm. but he's going to go in there to examine it to again surprisingly large b plot in the second episode yeah um brock is ushering and i love uh hank's like where's dean mm-hmm. he's, like, oh, he's probably somewhere torturing monstroso with snapple facts <laughs> love the snapple uh, facts uh, for people who don't know what that is again i'm just going to explain things to the youngs because okay. we get youngs yeah now. uh snapple which was like a tea kind of tea oh, juice hybrid the sna- snapple drink. snapple definitely is still sold and, you know it's like a glass bottle thing you get from vending machines which is like way less of a market no. share though snapple was huge for a while oh yeah sure um yeah. So much so that, like, it was the primary source of facts for a while. <laughs> um, but, but for, before to, the internet was around for uh, for factoids. Yeah. yeah. We used to put factoids under our Snapple caps. Yes. So you'd open a Snapple, you would say one Snapple fact to your friends, and then proceed to drink the Snapple, and somehow mm-hmm. that was a party. <laughs> and then you go and burn some CDs. Yep. It was, we didn't know how to live. You, you use your Ronco cap snaffler to Snapple the cap of your Snapple cap. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> then and then you fact all your snap of the capital facts. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> like, uh, ridiculous. Yeah. But he's 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 not torturing anybody with Snapple facts. Uh he is instead ignoring one of the henchmen who says, Oh boy, our radar's been lit up. Please take this to the monarch. So a yes. little little bit of foreshadowing here. Back up at the seating, we get Trucules here, who came a stag because this rig takes up two seats. <laughs> uh, you know, and Brock being a hard ass, you only get one bag of Jordan elements. <laughs> like no, no real reason. Yeah. Um, Hank finds out he's seated next to Sergeant Hatred and Princess Tiny Feet. Uh, so he's squicked out because Sergeant Hatred bad touched him, mm-hmm. uh, as we referenced in the "I Know Why the Cage Bird Singed" uh, sings episode. Um, and guests, which is Princess Tiny Feet, yes. our introduction uh, to her. He puts on the uh, the Russian Gaiovich beard to mm-hmm. kind of disguise himself. Uh, and we get our first kind of a little bit off characterization of Sergeant Hatred. Yeah, um, That's much closer to the version they invented in the uh, the commentary. Yes. The, uh, the, the commentary where he inspired by the army looking guy uh, who was watching yes. software porn in a coffee shop. But here we've got... Yeah, <laughs> uh, but here we've got uh, Sergeant Hatred uh, showing off the, uh, the 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 little toesies on uh, Princess Tiny like, Feet. Show them the boys. Yeah, you know, Missus, and she just lifts up her feet. Yeah, yeah. and and he, he uh, says they're like, oh, they're she, like little niblets, and she and she says her only line in the entire series. She says maze. Yeah, uh, yeah, because she's yeah. styled after uh, like uh, you know stereotypical like native american princess kind of she's thing. the lando lakes oh uh i think she's the lando lakes mm, okay. um, butter girl specifically no yeah. um and sergeant hatred starts licking between her toes <laughs> right in front of hank which is just <laughs> at a wedding dude. yeah wedding come yeah. on dude keep in your pants sergeant hatred um the uh, 21 and 24 are playing their wedding song, which you can find online, mm-hmm. uh, which I really love the chord progression to. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the music in this show, I, I really unironically love uh, the pop music. Uh, and uh, we cut over to Brock. And he looks over and goes, David Bowie. Yep. Uh, because David Bowie has shown up with his henchmen. Mm-hmm. He's got Iggy Pop uh, and Klaus Nomi. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Iggy Pop from the Stooges. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did Lust for Life. And I don't want to be your dog, or and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The passenger, yes, Iggy Pop. He worked with uh, David Bowie 
uh, when they were both trying to get clean, uh, clean together in uh, in Berlin, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And he uh, he looks like a human jerky. <laughs> like he looks just like he does in the, the the show. It's one of those accurate depictions of a celebrity they've ever done. He, he looks he looks feral in the show. And it's in real what he life. looks like in yeah. real life, man. True. Yeah. Like he's like a diet Gigi Allen. Like he's just this. Like, <laughs> like, he 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 walks so Gigi Allen could cut himself and rub shit in the wounds on stage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Klaus Nomi, who is was not part of the circle, but performed with David Bowie doing Ashes to Ashes on Saturday Night Live, like a very famous performance. Mm-hmm. Um, who is a German uh, new wave, like part of the New York art cabaret scene um, has this incredibly uh, beautiful operatic voice Mm -hmm. and did cheesy pop songs. Okay. uh, With it. Did he, was Um, he associated with a band at all or was it just Klaus Nomi? It's just Klaus Nomi. Yeah. Um, He recorded, he played like big concerts and stuff. Hmm. Um, He did like this concept album about the end of the world. um, And it's, it's pretty good. Okay. Um, And there's a good documentary called Nomi song. Um, he's a one of the first like uh, kind of that community's big profile AIDS deaths. Oh, okay. Um, and one of his singles is called "Rubber Band Laser," which is one of the goofiest songs about intergalactic habit trails that he goes through. Okay. Um, and it's a, it's a real bummer because uh, no point does he use the rubber band laser in this. They just basically turn him into Banshee. Yes. Yeah. 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 The, the the I I like that they turn him into Banshee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that too. I just wanted to see a deeper cut because I'm a fucking nerd. Well, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And enjoy the music of Klaus Nomi. <laughs> so. uh, but apparently uh, there was some history. Uh, Brock says, you're lucky I didn't kill you after what you pulled in Berlin, which is weird because aren't, aren't the Berlin, like the Berlin trilogy, aren't those considered to be like really good albums of Bowie's? That's a, that's a creative peak. But it's also just, I think he's just known for Berlin. So gotcha, the idea here okay. is instead of just doing those albums, he was also doing. Oh, he was, you know, he was doing sovereign ops. Shit. Yeah. Well, good because David Bowie, it's not, low. it's not said that he was, uh, it's not said in this episode explicitly, but he is the sovereign. Like he is here to give, to give away, uh, Dr. Fiance's hand in marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and there'll be, there's a bunch of little cuts or like not cuts, little references. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Bowie songs and to uh, Diggy Pop songs and stuff. Uh, most of those pop up in the next episode. Yeah. Um, Dr. Killinger is officiating the wedding. Mm-hmm. We cut over to the order of the triad, you know, where he says, like, you know, did you, uh, he does, you know, ask his question uh, to Dr. Orpheus and Orpheus, you know, about whether he really thought this would work. And Orpheus tries to justify it. Yeah. He's like, do you remember how both light as a feather and stiff as a board mm-hmm. <laughs> was uh, doing the craft shit? Yeah. Um, which I love. And uh, they man- the only thing they managed to cover, uh, conjure, was from a trading card. And they cut over to uh, Nyanyam, <laughs> who you'll know. I don't even uh, really like Star Wars, but I know who this thing is. It's a, 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 a yeah, guy. he's uh, uh, what he's uh, as uh, he might be Lando's Lando's co-pilot guy. Maybe or he, he was in he was like a an X Wing pilot in Return of the Jedi or something. He's got like He was a pilot. Yeah, he's got like wide set eyes and like like really pronounced jowls and he speaks in gibberish. Yeah. Yeah, just uh it, and they just I they talk about this in the commentary how they're not sure how they got away with it. <laughs> 
Um, and it, it's true. Like he's a really prominent character uh-huh. uh, in this. I love the alchemist just being like, should we take it out back and kill it with a shovel? Which is like, <laughs> it's going to suggest multiple times yep. uh, during the next episode. Um, this is where he says like, I don't want to be a magical superhero. Like just dressing up in a costume and chasing the same guy over and over, like just mm-hmm. fighting toward over and over is stupid. Yeah. You know, um, the uh, Dr. Orpheus says Montel Williams neck pin starts blinking uh, Al's words, <laughs> warning of cosmic peril uh, that the Venture brother, the Dr. Venture is in danger and hundreds of people will die. Yes. And uh, he's like, not that you care about this, Al. And Al's like, no, this is actually what I am interested in. Yeah, let's you know, save some I lives. Because I am the alchemist. Yeah. And then uh, Dr. Orpheus goes, you know, I and I am Dr. Orpheus, master necromancer. And then it does a push in on passed out Jefferson Twilight mm-hmm. and then cuts to Nyan Nub yep. goes, and gets a little order sign behind him, it's which so is good. so fucking good. Yeah, because there needs to be three. <laughs> you know, yep. I love it so much. Oh. Um, and then we cut to the, the, the last uh, last shot of the episode. We have Killinger beginning the vows. Um, and Phantom Lin makes him, makes his move. He takes over the PA and the cocoon, uh, and the entire cocoon is surrounded by Phantom Lin's helicopters. Call off the wedding or you and everybody in the cocoon dies. Dick move! (laughs) Which is not just a move on, uh, it's not just a move on the monarch and Dr. Girlfriend. It's a move on the entire leadership of the guild who's present. Yes. Yeah. This is a power play as we'll find out. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, and uh, that's the end of this. That's the cliffhanger mm-hmm. for for uh, this episode. Um, we're going to be uh, we're going to be back next week talking about the second part um, and all of the uh, status quo changing things mm-hmm. that happen here. Um, the uh, if people like this show, you head on over to patreon.com dot slash TV and get episodes a week early. You can. Um, if you would like to have your thoughts, uh, read and remarked upon in the, uh, season, uh, to wrap up, uh, then I would encourage you to go to, uh, slash contact and write them in. Please try to keep them confined to, uh, specific remarks on season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate that. And I, I have to cut this short because, uh, my laundry room is, uh, flooding. <laughs> Okay. I've just been informed. Go deal with so that. So I, I go deal with that. Okay. Um, so thanks, everybody. Go Good team team out team. Out 